0: Did you know that it's literally impossible for our brains to multitask? According to the psychologytoday.com website, the human brain instead task switches constantly between two or three different demands, vying for its attention at one time. Because the brain can only focus on one thing at a time. If you have multiple demands on where you focus your attention, how do you also keep the focus on your big goal to leave your day job and work for yourself? This is something I really struggled with when I was transitioning from my corporate job to working full-time in my business, until I introduced some strategies that allowed me to have time to focus on all important areas of my life and keep my passion project on track. So in this episode, I'm sharing those strategies with you so you can prepare yourself for those times when you find your focus slipping. Find a cozy spot, pour yourself some coffee and stop multitasking is going to want to put all your attention on this. Are you ready to focus? Then let's get started. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development, and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the Powering Your Passion podcast. In this episode, I'm talking about focus and how you can ensure your passion project to leave your day job and work for yourself doesn't get shelved or forgotten between the time you start working on it and that planned leave date you've decided on somewhere in the future. When I look back at my journey out of the corporate world to become my own boss, one of the hardest things I came up against was where to put my focus at any one time. I wanted to focus on my business idea because all my dreams for the future were wrapped up in it and it was my passion, something I really enjoyed doing and really wanted to succeed in. But equally, I had a job I needed to fulfill, expectations of me there, and it had so many more immediate and pressing needs for my focus of attention. I also needed to fit my relationships, family and friends into my life and give attention to them too. I felt like I was being pulled in so many directions and not doing anything right because nothing got my full attention. That then chipped away at my confidence and belief that I could make this business happen at all because other more immediately important things kept getting in the way. And this kept on for a while until I discovered how to manage where, when and how I focus my attention, which really helped me move forward and keep my long-term business plan on track. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you some of those strategies I used to keep focused through the two years it took me to transition from my day job to being a full-time business owner. But why is it so important to be able to focus your attention when going for a long-term goal like launching your own business while still working full-time? Well, because when you first decide to finally go for your dream, everything is really exciting. You pin down what your true passion is and then you choose what kind of business you want. Then you play around with a few ideas before you finally decide on the one you want. And then you make a plan to get you from where you are to when you walk out the office door for the last time and work full time as your own boss doing what you love. You tell your friends and loved ones and get everyone on board with your plans and everyone that's excited for you. Well, you hope they are. You listen to all the audiobooks and podcasts and you watch the YouTube videos from people who have done it before and you know for sure you're making the right decision. You're full of energy and motivation and optimis- optimism for the future. It's such an empowering and fantastic feeling to finally be on your way. But then you actually need to complete the plan. You have to take the actions and meet the project goals all the while working full time. Perhaps you have setbacks along the way and it isn't just as plain sailing as you thought it might be from the beginning. And you start to wonder if it isn't just easier to stay where you are or you get attracted to other potential business opportunities because a friend of a friend of a friend knows someone who did really well doing something else and maybe you should consider that. Your family and friends, because they love you, start to ask, is this really what you want? Wouldn't it be better if you could just be content with what you have? It then becomes harder to keep your focus in check. Focus is your ability to centre your attention and, and energy on a specific task, an object or activity for a sustained length of time. So keeping focus is easier when the goal is in sight and you know how much attention and energy you'll need to reach your goal. But if your goal is not in sight, if you have a lot to do before you can reach it, focus does become harder and you can get distracted from what you originally set out to do or even give up entirely. So you do need to have some strategies in place to help you reach that big, bold, audacious goal you want so much. The first strategy, and what I remind myself about all the time, is to keep your eyes on the prize. And this has two meanings for me. The first is when you're having a damn day, or you feel like you're losing focus on what's important, you need to think about why you wanted to make this transition in the first place. You need to remember all the things you want to change and all the things you want to achieve. But you can't do this by just thinking about them. You need reminders to look back on to tell you why you need to keep working towards that dream life, that it is possible and that you believe in yourself. So at the start, write out your big goal, the one you want to happen more than anything. Then write down all the reasons why you want to reach it, why leaving your job to work for yourself is so important, who will it impact positively, all the things that will be possible if you can make it happen and what it will mean for you and your family. Then using these reasons use one or more of the following tools. So first up record one or a series of voice notes to yourself when you're feeling optimistic, motivated and excited about the challenge saying why this is so important to you and talking through those reasons you've already listed. Maybe you put one reason per voice note. Then when you have a down day or are feeling particularly unmotivated, listen to one or more of the voice notes to help you get energised and focus on what you're aiming for again. Next up, write about what a perfect day in your life in the near future would look like. So the time when you are loving working for yourself and all your lifestyle goals have been reached. Go into detail from waking up in the morning to going to sleep at night. All the great things you look forward to making happen when, you're free, when you free yourself from the rat race. You can write this in your journal if you have one, or in your voice notes um, app, or just on a fancy piece of paper. Being really detailed on this is really important, as it makes it feel more real. Try and stay away from complete fantasy, but also don't hold back in terms of the life you really want to be living. Again, you could plan to read that every week or month, whatever frequency you need to keep on track. Another way you can do this is to write a few motivational emails to your future self and put them on a delayed delivery to be sent at different intervals throughout the length of your planned escape project time. You can talk about why you want to work for yourself, why your passion is so important for you and others, and that you understand that there have been challenges and there will be more, but you are strong enough to deal with them. I did this as part of a course once, and when the email hit my inbox three months later, it was so powerful and motivating, particularly as because at that that time, I really was starting to doubt myself. As I was reading my words about all my hopes and plans and what I'd hoped to achieve by that time, it really gave me that energy boost, that little trigger to keep going. Another thing you could do if you're more into visual reminders is design screensavers for your phone and the personal computer, reminding you of that ultimate goal. Seeing something like that every day normalizes it, and it becomes part of your life, a fact that is going to happen. I use the screensaver trick all the time. I always have my next goal on my desktop and laptop wallpaper, so I see it every day when I log in, and I'm reminded what I'm aiming for, whatever else I have on my plate that day. Finally, create a ritual you can repeat every day. Write your ultimate goal and reasons why it's important on pieces of card. And either first thing in the morning or last thing at night or whenever works for you, read them out loud to yourself. You do this to trick the brain into thinking the goal has already happened and therefore it's not something to doubt or be scared of or to hold you back from. It becomes achievable. For example, you might say, I own a business hosting weddings at my newly renovated house in the country. This means I can indulge my passion for event organisation and my partner can do what they love, which is renovating and DIY. It took some time and effort to get here, but now I had the freedom and lifestyle I could only have dreamt of before. You get what I mean. You're writing out something that you really want to happen, but in a little bit of detail, um, to try and pre- trick the brain into thinking, yeah, this is this is this is al- this is going to happen. This has already happened. The second meaning of keep your eyes in the prize is to avoid distraction. Distractions will come up. That is inevitable. You'll be distracted by work when you're supposed to be working on your business. You'll be distracted by loved ones when you're supposed to be working on your day job, and you'll be distracted by your business when you're supposed to be spending time with your family. Not to mention all the distractions of technology and TV and other mindless activities which we use to escape sometimes. So you need to be prepared to deal with distractions when they come up. So for example, if you're tempted to change your path to another business idea or what or what seems like a simpler or easier route, remind yourself of all the work you did up front before deciding on which way to go and that simpler and easier do not always mean better. But in some cases, it could be an idea for the future. So keep a list of all ideas that come up that you think you might look into later. That way you have all the details if you need them, but you're also keeping on track with your plans. Now, if we are doing something that is not related to work or business or relationships or self-care, then ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now taking me towards or away from my goals? Now, obviously, not everything we do needs to be goal-orientated. We all need to have some downtime to binge-watch Netflix with a tub of of Ben and Jerry's, flick through social media, or just chill out with a glass of wine and a good book. But by asking yourself the question, it helps you go from your primitive brain, where you're reactive and impulsive, to your conscious brain, which allows you to reason out if you want to do what you're doing right now or not. It may be that you're sitting with a glass of wine reading your book, And when you ask the question, you can say, having thought about it, that although it's not getting me close to my goals, I do deserve it because I did everything I planned to do today for my work and relationships and new business, and I just need some downtime. That's fine. You consciously have decided to take the break. Now, ideally, you will have created time in your calendar for that chill out time, or talk more about that later when we go into time blocking. On the flip side, you may ask yourself the question and think, yeah. Honestly, I shouldn't be chilling out right now because I still have things to do that, although will take work, will get me to have my freedom as a business owner much sooner. I don't know how this glass got into my hand. I guess I was distracted as I walked past the bottle and grabbed a glass on impulse. So again, you stopped your impulsive part of your brain, which only wants immediate pleasure and to block out different difficult things from taking over, and let your conscious, driven part of your brain to take charge. Try it the next time you find yourself doing something you hadn't planned to do. Another thing to watch out for that can pull you off track and distract, confuse you is listening to too many experts and gurus in the business influencer space. Now don't get me wrong, there are lots of amazing experts and specialists that can advise on all aspects of starting up and running a business. But although some will have similar methods and advice, others may take a different view or have a different way of doing things. And Look, both are valid, but they're just different. I came on stuck on this when I started out. I got obsessed with listening to everything relating to starting an online business, mainly through podcasts and audiobooks, but also some YouTube channels. And look, I learned a huge amount. But where I lost my focus was when I had planned out what I wanted to do and how I would do it and was working through the plan. And then I would hear another idea from a business guru and think, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to do that too or I'm going to change my plan to include this, I kept on chopping and changing to different strategies and actually ended up not moving forward. I would totally lose my focus on what to do next. So my advice to you is to listen or read the books of as many people as possible in the beginning, then choose just a handful of those whose personality strategies and approach to business you most resonate with to continue listening to and learning from going forward. You don't have to forget about the others, but maybe leave their advice until you've actually launched your business and maybe would like some new ideas to refresh your products or or services. Otherwise, you just become overwhelmed with options and differing advice, which can lead you off track and disrupt your focus. Okay, next, we're looking at finding space for focus. Finding space in your life to focus on the things that are important and most care about is probably the most important thing I learned. As I said earlier, I felt like I was being pulled in so many directions and not doing anything right because nothing got my full attention. So I needed to find a way to focus my attention on different parts of my life. And to do that, I needed to use a technique called time blocking. So time blocking is where you fill out your calendar in blocks of time in which you say what you will be doing at every point in the day. So every hour of the day. It works better than the standard to-do list, which none of us actually get to the bottom of. You can still have a to-do list if you love them, but on a daily basis, you should mark out what you can get done and give time to each task. Time blocking isn't just for the standard working hours, but your whole calendar, including weekends. So for example, you pre-plan time you'll be with your family, when you go out with friends, when you'll do your housework, when you'll scroll through social media even, or when you spend quality time with your children or go and visit with your parents. We all know that if something isn't scheduled, then it most likely won't happen as it gets pushed down the list because of more urgent, but not necessarily unimportant stuff, which gets in the way. So by time blocking, you're giving yourself the space to focus on specific things. What you accomplish or do in that time is up to you, but you're committing to be somewhere doing something at that specific time. This technique allows you to avoid the guilt that you should be doing something else when you're surfing the web or scrolling through Instagram or watching TV. If you block the time to do it, it can be guilt-free. Remember that chill-out time with a glass of wine in the book I mentioned earlier? Well, you would not feel guilty or distracted by that need to have that time to yourself because you could have blocked that time for me time and it's okay to be there. I know that to some people this can really seem like overkill and say that it leaves no time for spontaneity. But if you don't get a hold of your time and make the most of what time you have, you won't have space in your week for spontaneity anyway. So for example, I might say that every Thursday evening I'm going to meet up with friends. So I block that time out. It's now an event in my diary. So if I get a request for a meeting or have some chores to do, I can see that I already have something planned in and then can make a choice about which is most important. What friends I meet or where I go or what we do can be spontaneous, but it will only happen because I've made the time for it time blocking allows you to make time to focus your attention on all important aspects of your life. It helps you use your time on what's important so it doesn't get frittered away on things that will not help you move forward or do you any good. So in terms of your escape from the day job project, block time when you're weak to focus your attention, attention on it. How much time you block depends on your circumstances and how many other demands of your time you have. But by giving yourself the space to focus, you're setting yourself up for success. Without this time slot, your focus on your long-term goal will slowly ebb away. There is something very powerful about saying you'll do something at a particular time, even if you are the only one who knows about it. When you've decided you will use your time for a certain thing, it's a pact with yourself. Don't let yourself down. Keep your promise to yourself, unless there is an emergency. There's something so great in saying you'll do something and actually do it. So whether you choose to take one hour a day to work on your business or that every Tuesday night is date night, or you'll focus on your job 100% during standard working hours, stick to your commitment. I've really only just touched the surface of time blocking. If you want to learn more about it and how to get started, then I 100% recommend Nir Eyal's book Indistractable. I mentioned on the podcast before and I will again. He goes into detail on what, on the what, why and how of using this strategy, and also gives other great content on how to avoid distractions. I only came across this book after I'd left my corporate job, but I think it's the best description of the time-blocking method I have heard, as he describes it in a really relatable way. I listened to the audio version first, but then bought the book because there was so much I wanted to mark and take notes on. I'll put a link to the book in the show notes for this episode. You'll find a link to those show notes in the episode description wherever you're listening to this podcast, or you can go to nicolohara.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes for this show, for this episode. Okay, next is to take it step by step. Another strategy that works, particularly if you're finding things tough, is to just think about the next step. As much as it's important to keep your big, bold goal in your mind, It can often seem really far away and as you know it's easier to focus your attention on shorter term goals. So as part of your planning it's important to create mini goals or milestones to hit so you can feel some sense of reward and have that feeling of accomplishment and pride. When things are difficult and the big goal does seem impossible then sometimes just focusing on the next mini goal is the best thing to do. Tell yourself you will get that done nothing else. Then when that is done, you can move on to the next mini goal and the next, with no thought if it will be a success, if it's the right thing to do, or what result it will be. Just do the next thing. You also need to celebrate every success, even if the big goal is far off. You're on your way. Celebrate in some way, even if it's something as simple as having a glass of wine to toast yourself or treating yourself to a massage because you did everything you said you'd do in that week. Marking reaching your mini goals as a way to keep focus on what you really want. Finally, you need to give yourself a break. But I mean this in two ways. The first meaning is don't be too hard on yourself if you don't stay focused, if you don't work on your escape plans for a while because life or work got in the way. You need to be kind to yourself. If you planned a one or two year runway to escape your day job and become your own boss, it will be challenging to keep focus on it the whole time. As the saying goes, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And you need to realize there will be highs and lows along the way. You will find that other parts of your life take over for a while, and you may start to doubt if you can make it over to the finish line, or even if you're making the right decision to go go it alone altogether. But it is never too late to get back on track. Don't waste any time or energy on any negative self-talk about how you have no willpower or how you aren't good enough to make things happen. Just tell yourself it's normal, and it's okay to have had a wobble that you forgive yourself for falling behind and you're back on track and focused and ready to go. The second meaning of giving yourself a break is to actually physically give yourself a break. If you're constantly trying to focus on lots of different important things, then you will burn out. I was speaking to someone recently actually who said they really wanted to work on their future plans because they were desperate to leave their job. But the job was so busy and at home they had two young kids and it was impossible to think about anything else. They had a holiday coming up and thought they should focus on their future plans then. They really just wanted a mental break. And I told them, it's absolutely fine. Their brain was so tired from focusing on their work and family that to try and force it to work on future plans without a break would be counterproductive. You need to have a rest from focus. So if you're planning to leave your, your job in, say, a year or two years, you need to factor in times when you don't think about either your day job or your business where you can just be and enjoy the moment where your brain can rest and recharge. Then after the break, your mind will be much, much clearer and rested and more able to focus on what its needs is in all parts of your life. The bottom line is, to keep focus when you want to exchange your career for your own business, you need to be prepared and have strategies to cope with things that may pull your focus from what is most important to achieve. The strategies I've just shared work for me and I know have worked for others. So set yourself up for success and arm yourself in advance with tools that you think will work best for you. So when you start to lose focus on that business goal, which will give you the freedom, fulfillment and lifestyle you crave, you can get back on track straight away and keep moving forward. That's it for this episode. If you miss anything or want to read the key points, take a look at my show notes. The link is in the episode description wherever you're listening to this podcast. And remember, you deserve to live your passion, so go for it. This is your time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher, or go to my website, nicolohara.com forward slash podcast.